talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, listeners, and thank you for joining us today here at Catholic Women Now Bistro Coffee Table. Grab your tea, grab your orange juice, grab whatever, your coffee. Whatever you like to drink in right. the morning, Seth. So, right. so on our show today, we got to hit this right out of the gate here. We're doing a continuation of, from our program last week. If you listened, we had uh, Randy Keel and Barbara Graham from Cardia Counseling come join us, and we were talking about grieving and grief in light of the scandals in our church. And we had such tremendous positive feedback from so many of you, and we realized at the end of the show last week that there was just so much more to cover. So we've invited them back today, and they're joining us here in studio, to continue the conversation on grief and grieving. Right, and for those of you who maybe didn't hear last week, we'll do a little quick review, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into what now? What's next? Yep. What's up? Yeah, I think that would be great. And also, this is for you, everybody listening. This is shows for you. If you have questions that maybe came up last week or you have questions today, text us. And Randy and Barbara are here to answer those questions for you. 515-223-1150 is the text number, and we're standing by here ready to receive your texts That's and your right. questions. That's right. Before we hop in, though, let's thank Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. She is here to make insurance simple for you, for all of us, and she's committed to helping you prepare for the future and protect what helps you and help uh, what matters most. So let her help you through all stages of life. Cindy Schulte is at cindyschulte.com or 515-226-2111. Yes, and before we bring in our guests, I just want to say that if you have young children in the room, or listening, you may want to turn the radio down or just send them into the other room and let them watch a Netflix or <laughs> something, because we are going to be talking about some adult content here for, right. for little ears. So. Maybe the early morning nap. Yeah. <laughs> like some, something with that, right? <laughs> right, right. So we want to welcome to Catholic Women Now today, Randy Keel. He is the founder of Cardia Counseling. Randy is a licensed mental health counselor with a private practice of psychotherapy and counseling in central Iowa. With more than 20 years of clinical experience, Randy has spent over 40,000 hours sitting with people to learn how to care for them and their needs. Randy is a newly ordained Catholic deacon. Randy has been married for more than 30 years and has four children. Also joining us today is Barb Graham, who is a licensed clinical social worker. She has been in the practice for over 35 years. And Barbara's areas of clinical interest include trauma recovery, grief and loss, family and marriage problems, and chemical dependency. Barbara has been married 27 years and has four children. So welcome, Randy. Welcome back. Yes. Thank you. Thank so you glad so to be much. back again. Well, we're great to have you back. And like I said, we said earlier, the feedback was so positive. So this is a really timely topic and one that's on many people's hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be good to kind of review last week's show for our listeners and to, to kind of pick up from there. Yeah, I thought I would start out a little bit um, with a review from last week. Um, the first thing that we kind of talked about was the grieving church 
and how our church is in a period of time of illumination, but also of grief. And one of the things that I've learned through personal experience and clinical practice is that we really have to cooperate with the grief. Uh, We have to be open and aware that it is a process and that it takes time, but that Christ walks with us in that and uh, helps and allows us to be illuminated in our hearts and our minds um, and helps us really to have some more awareness of ourselves and of the church and also be in communion with him as we suffer as he did. Mm-hmm. Very good, mm-hmm. very good, mm-hmm. yes. I think um, one of the things from last week, too, was that grieving process is healing. Absolutely, it is. It, it just is. It allows us to open our hearts up and our minds up and really be more aware of who we are and who we are in Christ. And grieving with someone is a form of prayer. And it, I, Randy had said last week, we you did. don't have to be in tears to be grieving with someone. That's right. The The process of grieving, I think, was given to us by God. So it's a, it's a stage to help us move from one era to another, like from living with a person to now not living with a person. Something has said goodbye. So we transition through a stage of what we call grief. Sometimes it's with tears. Sometimes it's with a profound acceptance. And in what we're accepting, what we're realizing has been happening with our church for far too long, it's making us look at the church differently. We can't look at it the same way. And so there's a loss of innocence. There's a loss of um, simplicity. And there's been a loss to people Mm -hmm. for what's happened within our church that does take us to a place of grief for the purposes though for the purposes of the healing of the victims and for the purposes of preservation and protection so that there are no more future victims and there's hope in the grieving process absolutely there's hope and even when let me speak to tears for a moment because not all grief especially men hear grief and they think oh i'm supposed to cry oh good grief i don't like to cry and i don't want to cry and i don't cry We'll get to that another another time. But when there are (laughs) tears, a couple quotes I'd like to give you about tears that I think are just beautiful. One says that tears, think of this as cleansing, tears wash away the encrustations that surround one's heart. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It is very beautiful. And another one says, in the center of every teardrop is your heart's desire. Oh, I like that. Well, couldn't we take that and make that our grievous prayer? That at the center of every teardrop is Christ's passionate desire for his church to be presented back to him pure and holy and blameless and without spot of blemish? Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we all have a call to duty, don't we? Mm -hmm. We all have a call to duty to increase our awareness. And so a little bit later, we're going to be talking about, so now what? Mm -hmm. What is it now that Mm -hmm. we do? Mm -hmm. Now that this is coming to light and coming to focus, what do we do now? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, in further review, I'd like to step back a little bit to the problematic nature that's at hand here <clears throat> and give out a couple cautions for us. We're not dealing with a simple matter. Therefore, I want to increase, help increase our awareness as to what's been going on. Um, a strong term that I'm going to use, we come from a background of psychological study mm-hmm. and psychological work. So right. I want to I speak a minute to the psychology of what's happened. And there's several different facets. There's the psychology of the offender himself. 
There's the psychology of the system that has allowed or not been able to see the offender and how they've responded. Then there's the psychology to the victim, the one who's been offended. We have three categories that we need to be illuminated. We need to figure out how to respond and then how do we take those responses and put them into action for the safety of people who form his church. And part of our awareness is the ability to see all those three levels, to be open to what God wants to communicate to us about those levels, and how God is calling us to respond to all three of those levels. And in just a little bit, we're going to talk about that. Yes. But but being aware of that, that there's it's not just linear, that there's a couple of layers um, within the context of that issue and problem. It's, it's, so on the perpetration side, the violator. Sometimes we we will say statements, well, you know, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely correct verse. This category is a different layer than that. So in, in the sort of the twisted logic that can get lodged inside of a person's mind and heart, we call that psychopathology. And we all have a degree of that. And we bump into it with people going, hmm, that was interesting. But in this type of twist... A person with, large term here, with sociopathy, so a person that has traits of sociopathology, that means that they have an impairment in the development of their conscience. That pathology, that twisted logic, folks, that will seek some kind of system that has a strong order, and it will lodge itself in that system for the purpose of breaking the system. So the oh, Catholic the, Church is the system. It's prime target. Yeah, yeah. So is the police force. So is some, so is some corporate institution. So it's like a lot of organized. It's like it's so a strong family unit. Then someone gets and go. What do we do? How'd that person get in here? So we kind of think. So the public sees. Oh, look at this system. It's a system of purity. And strength. And and straight and strength. And something got in there and caused a commotion. And that's what a sociopathic tendency does. It seeks out to divide Mm. and to destroy. Mm -hmm. And doesn't that sound like from from the letter of James, it will seek to destroy and to divide and conquer? Absolutely. It sounds like the evil one. It sounds evil. And so we can parallel that. But I do want to focus on part of it. It, the, The byproduct is for the rejoicing of the evil one. But on the human level, it is the illness with inside the human. Mm. So that's important to remember. That's important to that's remember. An important point. And, and, and whenever, however, a person is going to be addressed, our call and our commission from Christ is to grow in awareness. We are to be disciples of our faith and students of what he created. Mm-hmm. We're students of the earth and stu- students of human. And they are also to address everything with love or we are the ones out of order. Right. right. Well, and that is love and speaking the truth also and seeing things for what they are, being able to see the reality of things. Mm-hmm. And remembering that part of that psychopathology, too, that you talked about is them seeking power and control. That and has so, nothing to do with sex. Right. No. It's and, power, mm-hmm. control, dominance, and position. Absolutely. So I think that's so another big... That's a very, very important factor. Mm-hmm. So when we're watching for this, it isn't just for sexual perpetration that we're watching, but we're watching for um, the careful movement of someone who's seeking power, seeking position, seeking beyond what the position is warranting. And that kind of counteracts that argument that priests should be married because there's that sense that 
this is about sex, but it's about power. Correct. Correct. Well, and I think, you know, the one thing that we have to keep in mind is this is happening outside of the church, too. It's just that this we're kind of that mountain on the, or that that house on the hill that everybody looks up to, you know, so statistically per capita. The violations within a religious organization are no different in the Catholic Church than outside in a f- different Protestant mm-hmm. evangelical mm-hmm. churches, so, but per capita. But we are a larger institute, right. and we're, an, we're a global institute, and we carry focus of the media. And mm-hmm. we're supposed to be the example. And we're supposed okay. to, yeah. and, and no matter what, even in our human failings, we still are the example. Very good. Yeah. An so example how do we is an example, even if it fails. Right. It's so, still the example. Yeah. Right now, we're demonstrating the example of how to recover from failure. Right. Right. And right. how to stay illuminated and how to stay in the graces and the mercy of Christ while we're entering the stage of revolution or revealing. Right. Or how about if we use this line, reparation. Yes. And redemption. The state of redemption. reparation and redemption. Yep. So let's talk a little bit more about that because we're kind of moving into what's next. I love that. I love that. You know, when we, and I want to move to the thought, like the, the sense of we, we could be trite and say, oh, well, some of this happened so long ago. But there's, there's the, this mouthful, this multi-generational transmission of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It's how transmission, gen- dysfunction, injury gets transferred from generation to generation to generation. And I think that answers the question, though, like when these people pass away that have been doing this, it's going to ch- it'll change. It'll like it's over. it's over. It's over. And it's yeah. not. It's no. not. It's not. So from the 1940s, whoever was injured back in the 1940s, that injury has propagated itself and had ramifications. Let's talk for a minute about what do we do with injury? Someone comes to us and says, I have this injury in my history. What do I do with it? First of all, thank you so much for sharing that Mm. with me. I will be entrusted and I will treat you as a piece of gold for that vulnerable area. And I will love on that with you. And let's look at just a model of how Jesus worked with his healing. He took events in people's lives and he took them into the memory of that but first it became a painful memory then it became a memory of pain and then it became a memory and then it became wisdom so what do you learn from it is eventually what it becomes what do you and then with wisdom what is wisdom wisdom is to be given away Mm-hmm. It's not for the sake of self. It's to be given away. So look at the beauty eventually if we follow the course of healing that Christ has set forth from us. And we're never meant to be healing alone. alone. Right. Christ is communal. He didn't die alone. He didn't resurrect alone. He faced He faced his enemy alone. But he didn't heal alone. So someone going through the pain of abuse... The, the victim could possibly find hope in the fact that this pain is going to give them this wisdom. Yes. That that's the benefit of fruit at the end, that they yes. could kind of keep that door of hope open and the door of, um, of keep moving there's forward. Even, there's even hope within their anger because anger is a sense of fighting for something. Mm. Uh-huh. So I'm mad for the sake of something good. Something wrong. I need something good. I'm mad for the sake of bettering something. So, Randy, what's what's the first step? Barb, either one of you guys. What's the first step for a victim? Acknowledging that you need help. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging um, being able to talk about it and being able to find somebody that's safe, 
that you feel comfortable with, uh, that you can talk about it, and you can share about it and find support. And there's a, there is a healing that comes from the ability to tell your story and to have somebody support you and to hear and to listen to you and to pray for you. And so the first step is the acknowledgement. And sometimes it takes a long time for that to happen. Um, a very, a, very long time for that because sometimes people don't realize they're in the midst of their own story. And, and sometimes they just lock up. And, and they just don't remember it, that dissociative nature of it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it was such a deep hurt. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be realizing that that happens. And so if people are coming out now, the reality is that it's coming to that illumination. And so being able to listen to them and to hear them and to believe them and acknowledge that, that's really the first step. So we step. need to create, we need to create, continue to create an atmosphere of openness and acceptance for that safe place. Listen to what we do at our Mass every Sunday. We begin by saying, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my, bro my brothers and sisters, sisters, that I have sinned through my thoughts, through my words, through what I've done, through what I've failed to do. And I ask all of you now, will you pray for me? Mm -hmm. And I'll pray for you before we get ready to go to the table of love. Well, let's pray for one another. So we make an equal plane but on an individual basis to be able to take the story to an individual, to someone, we need that sense of safety. We're safe in our congregation. Are we safe with the vulnerability of our individuality? That's what we want to breed an atmosphere of safety for. Bring the darkness to light because darkness, darkness can't light. remain. Yes. So yes. if someone comes, because I've thought about this personally, like if somebody I know would open up to me, my first instinct is, would I freeze? Because that would be something that I was kind of, in a sense, being traumatized knowing that about that person. So the thing for a lay person who's not trained in counseling would be to listen and to ask them, how can I pray for you? It's just basically what you're saying. And then to call Barbara Randy. Yes. But not only just to promote ourselves, but, but I think also to ask them, have you sought help for this? Mm -hmm. And let's say if they say, no, no. Would you ever be open to that? Because we, see, we can't heal those areas on our own. And just like when there's deep, when there's been deep injuries, such as a sexual violation, especially from clergy, we've also been spiritually abused. Mm -hmm. How do we spiritually heal That's in the good. midst of a spirit of a sexual or a physical violation? That's, we, we've developed people and systems that carefully know how to manage and care for that. Just as we have no shame taking the detail of our transmission to someone who's trained in the technology of transmissions and they specialize that or someone who does an ankle surgery because the dentist doesn't know how. Right. So how do we carefully guide someone? We also, I want to look at just for a minute, stepping past the stigma of what help means. I should be so secure as a person that I never need help is contrary to the gospel of Christ. That's a contradiction. That independence says, I don't even need my creator. Of course we do. We need his creation and we need his full body. And so we are helpers out there helping the body. And encouraging them to get help. Yeah, it is sometimes just so hard to just ask for help. 
and realize that if someone is coming to you, they trust you and they are giving that to you. And what a great gift that is for someone to be that vulnerable and willing to come to you and say, you know, this happened to me and um, just encouraging them to get help. Okay. It, it speaks to that vulnerability Randy talked about earlier about this is a gold gold nugget. I, I, I treasure, I, I'll take this very carefully and handle it very carefully. And thank you yes. for sharing. Three of the um, three three common reasons that we all hold on to privacies and sometimes turn them into secrets inside of ourselves is that there's a lot of messages, whether they came directly within a family or other systems, that say don't talk, mm-hmm. just just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that up again. Mm -hmm. And don't trust anybody. And don't trust anybody. Because you don't know what they're going to do with it. In fact, don't feel your feelings. And so look how easily it's been communicated to simply shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're going to the other side. We say, no talk. And Jesus gathered with his disciples and they talked. In fact, they take long journeys together. And they, in fact, this Sunday's gospel is about another journey to Capernaum. They walked for 25 miles. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And talked. And talked. Yes. And what happened when they talked? They revealed. That's right. You're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson on Catholic Women. Now we have with us today in-house Randy Keel and Barb Graham. And we're talking about how do we respond to what has happened in the church today. And um, listeners, if you have a question for us, you can text us at 515-223-1150. You know, and I'm thinking, here's, here's a question that I know has popped up from some people I've talked to. To is how do we stop the problem? Here, it stopped us, didn't it? It did. <laughs> it stopped it us. Did. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, us. prayer is the first thing that always comes to me. It starts with prayer, and you're saying, illum- you know, illuminate it. Um, it's a big, big question. It's, it's a big question. It's a hard question it's a to question. answer. I, I'll go to. I'm going to go to a very bottom. Our our leadership in the selection training of seminarians. And in the understanding of who's in our priesthood and who's in our leadership, a great big statement here is that sociopathy has got to be rooted out. Mm. So where are the trained eyes that know how to detect the signs of twisted logic that leads to sociopathic boundary breakers that violate people? That That's a big part of stopping the problem that's if we accept it's a real problem that isn't done because this is 2018 and we're going to stop talking about it right right or it's a quick fix or it's a quick fix it's a long fix fix. this is a long address and this is a long reparation and And when you look at any reformation that's happened in the catholic church it's taken 100 200 years in the 15 years the protestant Mm. reformation didn't begin in the 1500s right right in the 1300s and we americans want an answer in the next news cycle so we have to realize so let's microwave the problem Mm -hmm. the quick fixer upper right Right. oh it doesn't work that way though and back in 2002 the bishops had put some things in place but i think they're seeing that there's more work to be done and i think the lay people are about to come in and and make a difference to help with that as well people like you two and and um, janet smith for example people that really understand these problems mm-hmm. it well is, it's it, all of us together we have to do this together as the body of christ mm-hmm. just as we heal as a healing process the corporal healing process you talked about about the body just as our own body seal we together as a body of christ heals and it well. takes and quite often we need the victims to help us discover how to find the problems because they experienced it firsthand mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. they're in pews 
mm-hmm. or they're in homes and never going to go to a pew again mm-hmm. because they've been injured by the pew. So many times the healing doesn't have to happen firsthand in through the church. Mm-hmm. The church offers healing. But when you think of it, if it's the church that violated me, I don't know that I want to go back to the church to heal me. I don't trust it. If the family injured me, I might want to find help outside the family. Right. right. And so offering help outside of the church, the church proper itself, is an important factor that I don't know that we promote very well, and I'd like us to promote that further. Mm, yeah, very good. Um, can I ask, are you doing anything with Cardia Counseling at this point for this kind of thing? We have, we have actually been continually doing this. I, within, within Cardia, we are quite familiar with having a person in who's been injured in this manner or who has been one who has offended in this manner. And that's yet you're been, becoming a deacon. You haven't left the church. You're, you're helping the church. I love that. That's correct. And yet when I look back at my childhood and I look at the years that I left the church, I can see that part of the reason I was not part of the church was because I came from an abusive background within the church. Mm. And so, and I won't go details into that, but I had to study, pray, and seek healing for years so that I think God could have his way with me and bring me back to the source so that I could be further healed. So you go have wow. more wisdom. You so that I could have more wisdom, wisdom to be giving yeah. that away. Yes. Just yes. as Amen. we were saying. And, you know, I keep, hearing, I keep hearing prayer. For those of us who don't know what to do, it's prayer. Pull out your rosary. That's our sword. Right before we started the show, we were talking about, hey, do you guys have your swords with you today? We have our rosaries. These, they're so, so powerful. Our lady listens and intercedes. She does. Yes, she does. She does. Yes, she does. So we, so we see the large picture and bring it down to the small picture. So when we, when we look how nicely we can say to someone, good morning, how are you? Let's also watch some of those responses because people leak a little bit. And sometimes they say, okay, then you go back and you can check. Tell me more about, okay, I'd like to hear about that. Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you mm-hmm. to come back to Mass? You've been away for years. What's, mm-hmm. Could What's you ever share on? your yes. story with me? Yeah. There's stories out there. Yeah. And sometimes people, no one knows the story. Mm-hmm. So let's look, mm-hmm. let's watch, let's listen mm-hmm. so that we know what to pray for. So that we can be the mercy of Christ. So we can be the mercy of Christ. Develop our sensitivity. And not miss it. And not not miss the opportunity Mm -hmm. that God is giving us. Lord, open my eyes Mm -hmm. so that I might see. Open my heart that I might sense. Open my ears that I might hear. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Oh, amen. Well, Randy and Barb, thank you for much, so much for joining us. And Randy, would you like to give us your phone number of Cardia Counseling in case anybody's interested in contacting you? Phone number is 515-267-0030. Or our website at Cardia Counseling, K-A-R-D-I-A Counseling.com. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll have Randy back in a few minutes to close in prayer. Um, and in the meantime, we would like to thank Fred Haas Law Offices for dedicating and providing um, sponsorship of Catholic Women Now. He's an experienced personal attorney who works with people who have suffered with an injury, and he handles a wide range of these personal injury matters. He's located in Des Moines, Iowa, and Fred Haas and his staff are pleased to assist clients throughout Iowa in these and other injury-based claims. 515-256-6301 or 888-338-6535, fredhaas.com, Fred Double D. Haas double A. And so, since we have Deacon Randy with us, would you please close us in prayer? Be privileged to, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father God, Jesus, our brother and Holy Spirit, our guide. 
We pray for you to open our minds, hearts, souls, all the senses around us so we can become more aware of the work that you're bringing to us through this season of reparation for the soul of your church and for the soul of all mankind. Whichever side we're on, we're here to serve you and be witnesses for you. We pray for your blessing to be upon all that was spoken today and inside the ears and the souls of all those who have heard. And we pray for a blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on Catholic Women Now. We appreciate your prayers. And if you feel inspired, please consider to make an online donation to support this mission to evangelize and bring Christ to many. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio.